we did it the first time as a giggle. We felt there were too many mutants. So we did the massacre to call the, to call the herd. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I talk about the X-Men and X-Men related things. We're in the uh, t- close to the ending of the Mutant Massacre crossover event where all of the Morlocks have died, almost. Just about all of them. Yep. Um, I don't know if you listened to the episodes when they were released. I, you probably don't go back and listen to them because I never listened to any of my podcasts. But uh, I don't know if you heard that I dropped... Um, some Chris Claremont <laughs> clips of him just talking about like literally we just there are too many more mutants we just had to kill them we just wanted to kill them oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no I I haven't listened to that but that's a good I like that bit yeah uh yeah it's a he's got to get rid of them and and just the, the ones he decided to get rid of are literally the one like the easiest consequence yes this is like a crash zone in a car like a crumple zone <laughs> You know, we we don't really care that much about getting like nobody gives a shit about Anna Lee. No, not at all. You know, I mean, uh, uh, besides Leech, who gets even more traumatized dude. than the last time <laughs> than this batch of comics we're doing today. Uh, you just feel real bad for in, Leech. <laughs> in X Factor, we get introduced to a new Splinter team of Morlocks that I was like certain that they had you know existed before that. No, it's just here's some guys, uh, and they're real funny. So I went online, I was doing some Morlock research. It's funny that like about every third Morlock is just a person. <laughs> it's just a, just like a normal there's, looking, there's, just an average no guy. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no reason this person, I mean, I, I know shame if like you choose to live in a sewer and maybe they are poor, like it is just poverty that, that puts them in the sewer. But like in this, in this issue or one of the X-Men ones we're talking about, Callisto's like, no human hospital would take us. And I'm like, if you brought Anna Lee to a human hospital, they'd just be like, this grandma's <laughs> fucked. Let's <laughs> surgery her. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like... I don't think they're... Uh, I don't think medical, uh, like, I don't think medical professionals, like, you know, just a full-on pass just, just because they're medical professionals. But, like, I feel like most mm-hmm. nurses and doctors, if you brought Leech to a hospital, wouldn't be like, this is a fucked-up mutant child. We're not going to touch him. <laughs> they would just yeah, be like, like, oh, this kid has obviously gone through it. Like, what's his condition? Like, whatever whatever his medical needs at this moment, and what about his condition could affect the treatment of those medical needs, right? Like, I don't think that they would just be like, mutants, ew! Yeah, as, as long as it wasn't in one of the states where they do that for gay people. Oh, you know, yeah, like yeah, they're, they're yeah. like doctors who are just like, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, it's against my religion to do this, this thing, uh, you know, but in most states, I think they would operate on leech. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. think of, think of the science you, you could like, uh, get published. What does leech have instead of lungs? Only one way to find out. <laughs> that's that's to, it's to kill leech. <laughs> like, that's the only solution yeah, there is to kill leech. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that at the very least. You'd be incentivized to do surgery on leech for dissection. <laughs> Just to get some pictures. What's going on in there? Yeah. What's uh, inside the mystery box? What's inside leech crate? 
I'm having uh, you know? <laughs> I'm having some sewer issues, and the first guy that came out was like, "Oh, uh, if that if that's connected to that, uh, that that's a code violation. So we need to we need to get a camera and and shove it up there." And I feel like that's exactly the approach they would take to leak. It's like, "Here's <laughs> leech. Here's some here's some anesthetic. We've got a camera on a tube, and we're just going to uh, absolutely consume, just put this inside you it, somehow." If you live in New York, you got a leech guy, you got a Morlock guy, you yep. got an Anna mm-hmm. Lee guy. You know, you had to have a series of guys to to come and, you know, evaluate. I'm trying to figure out, like, which Avenger I would have access to. Like, who would be my Avenger that I I could text out of the blue? Like, I've got a couple of people that, like, we know each other pretty well. We're friends. Um, But we don't, like, talk a whole lot. But, like, I feel like my... You're you're talking about repairmen. You're not talking about Avengers in that second bit. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. but but I feel like there's <laughs> there's a Falcon. there's like yeah like like there's like a D list Avenger that I could potentially have that relationship where I'd be like, hey Falcon, can you come take hey, care of like there's yeah. a there's a large yeah. lizard in my house, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just and, and you're probably not doing anything. Hey triathlon, yeah. Do you do you want to come? Do you want to come? Uh, come and I don't know, like play Smash Brothers at three times the efficacy of myself. <laughs> You convinced me to read to read this fucking Kang Dynasty comic, and now yeah, I have I, to put up with triathlon on the fucking page, I, man. I can't believe I did. it. I love that he's got a. Did you get to the the uh, issue where the United States surrenders? The like silent issue. <laughs> no. I, I oh, though. it's great. I, it's pretty good. The United States surrenders to Kang, who is a gigantic swordship over the united states like i'm i'm into it man i, I like that comic i'm still in this t- where like uh, triathlon is like i can't believe the avengers don't like the cult that i'm from <laughs> you should you should disrespect <laughs> my cult <laughs> he's, uh, the, the fucked up thing is the cult is correct like it, it's it's it goes places like there's that cult was real kurt busiak uh pet thing i uh, i was reading about that run I mean, we'll talk about x-men eventually i promise <laughs> um reading about that run Kurt Busiek uh, quit because of ultimate because of the ultimates. Uh, he was like, I don't want to compete with this like hip new continuity free Mark Millar. Oh, ultimates. really? Thing. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's what eventually led to like, uh, you know, Chuck Austin took over and it was horrible uh, Avengers run. Eventually Ant-Man crawls up the wasp pussy, like, you know, not implied like the comic opens right after he's done. He's just fucking soaked. And then uh, that leads to Avengers Disassembled. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Great. Early 2000s comics. Thank yeah. you, Chuck Austin. We appreciate your yep. contributions to humanity. That reminds me, like, one of his, like, horrible X-Men arcs that are just the most embarrassing thing in the world. I got to get on the show at some point. I want to do something that's a slam dunk. Like, we don't have to put it through a history filter to be good, you know, at some point uh, after this. Like, absolute slam dunk. But then next time we feel like wallowing in some trash. Okay. Uh, get that get that on there because that's just fucking wild. He is awful. <laughs> uh, just the worst <laughs> things you've ever heard an X Men say. Uh, uh, you know. we, we get that in the Daredevil uh, issue that we're going to be covering in a session, uh, dude. But uh, I, I am just I can't, I can't wait. I, it's just <laughs> absolutely wild. Uh, for one of the first uh, Daredevil comics I've read, uh, just really really a great introduction to eighties Daredevil. Um. This this is uh, X Uncanny X Men two twelve. Yeah, uh, the cover is just a ripped up Wolverine claws out, uh, kind of hunched over, uh, get some some blood happening. Uh, looks really cool. I like this. I like this, this style a whole lot. This is great. Um, this era of like absolutely iconic 
uncanny covers. The mm-hmm. cover for the next uncanny, the last issue we're talking about today, is very famous. Yeah, absolutely. Like just mm-hmm. incredible art. Uh, art Adams, just perfect stuff. Uh, we're um, going to catch up with Wolverine, who has shooed the power pack out of the tunnels uh, and yep. is now pursuing any marauders that could still be in the alley, uh, a.k.a. the marauder tunnels. Um, and he's basically just crawling through dead bodies uh, when he sees a bunch of rats coming to eat them. And I hadn't thought about the fact that Wolverine has fangs in a long time, but here he, he <laughs> bears his fangs and growls to scare the rats he away. The rats. I, uh, uh, and it works, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's very funny. I, I really love him. That sound rats. <laughs> and just like, it, you know, the X-Men are so weak and shitty at this point. I was just expecting this to be the fight like for the rest of the issue. It's <laughs> just like him getting bodied by these rats. Or he gets like a, he gets a, a rat bite and that's what makes Su- Sabretooth win later. Like, Oh God, yeah. I would have been able to, I would have been able to have this if those rats had punctured my Taking ankle. One hit point. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Um, he, he's just doing some general modeling, thinking about all of the kind of wasted death uh, and wasted potential when Psylocke shows up. Uh, and, I guess at this point, Psylocke is not a member of the team yet and is not well known in the X-Men. So she's like introducing herself to Wolverine. Like I'm Bessie Badgerick. Uh, Bessie Badgerick. Yeah. Braddock. Excuse me. Yeah. I kept saying that wrong. Uh, yeah. It's weird that she. Beth- Bessie a- Batrock is a, is a Captain American gender swap villain. <laughs> oh, sure, 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 yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, also uh, uh, a meatloaf cover band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Batrock out of hell. Batrock out of hell. He's a real dick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the X-Men, since this is like the height of their, like we're big messy bees who love drama, whiny baby X-Men, you know, like pink Claremont X-Men, they, they really need help, but they're really like, you know, that's not one of our own. Like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to them. And they're just like, stay out of your business, stay out of our business. <laughs> one psychic we have on the team. Yeah. And Betsy's like, I live at your house. <laughs> like it's yeah. kind of my business. <laughs> like, like they gave me access to Cerebro. I'm here. Like yeah. I am, I am, it, I am on this. Th- like I am in, I'm in the game. Like, let's go. The, the, these issues are about her joining the team. The yes. next one mm-hmm. we're doing of uncanny deals with that like directly. And I think is a pretty good issue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that's a fun one. Uh, the, this, this one, I, the two of them, like this is okay. The uncanny we do at the end is good. The two in the middle are just fucking dumb strucking in a way that are real fun to me. Uh, so she gets off uh, Cerebro and she's also angsting about uh, how tired she's being, how tired she is, uh, you know, not being part of the team. She just wants to help. Yes. You know, uh, she, she goes down to the, the sick ward where we've lost another uh, Morlock. Um, and this is where they're like, you know, we can't go to the hospital. Like we can't do anything. And here's Storm starts losing it. Yeah. Uh, Storm looks at Nightcrawler who's in a coma. Uh, you know, just like, you know, come back. Uh, looks at Colossus, you know, and Colossus is walking around. Everyone's starting to think like, you know, he's talking about how he wants to go kill a bunch of Morlocks as he's looking on Kitty Pride. Marauders. Who's slowly fading away. Pretty sure. As we mentioned. He wants to kill Marauders, yeah. not Morlocks, just to save you a tweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got a taste for it. He wants more. Fuck Leech in it particular. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Duh, what in lungs? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Marauders. Uh, and this is breaking storm. You know, she's like, I, you know, Colossus is a gentle artist. He shouldn't want to kill people. Like, this is really fucked up. This is my fault. I'm the leader. Uh, and she runs out. Yes. 
uh, and she runs outside to the the local cliff and just straight up dives into a lake fully dressed, uh, which is not something that you could maybe pay me to do at this point in my lifetime. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it would require so much extra money for me to jump into a lake fully clothed. It's just, it's not going to happen. I, um, well, I just, I can't stop thinking about my phone. I, also, I would die if I did this. Like, she doesn't drown because she's Storm, but Gary would. You know, I, uh, one I of saw... the funniest things that happens in comics happens after this, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mean to cut you off. I just don't. I'm <laughs> eager to get to these three panels. No, it's no, so it's good. it's fucking hilarious. So, uh, yeah. So Storm dives into the lake, is swimming to the side uh, when Colossus shows up at Betsy's house and is like, "Hey, I," and then just passes out, falling on top of Betsy Braddock. Just stays there. She cannot move. She is I, pinned underneath her. She, she, all the X-Men have been taken out mostly by Marauders, except Betsy Braddock by Colossus falling over on her and not being able to get up. Like, I didn't realize this was a thing that could happen if Colossus was about. It's you fucking. Know, they should, they should have training about this. I, you know, you would think <laughs> it's been zero days yeah. since Colossus fell on a woman. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> there's just a sign up somewhere. Uh. It's the same thing that happened to like a bookshelf or if like. Betsy Braddock was trying to get her money back from a vending machine. Yeah, absolutely. And like kicked like, it too hard and it falls down on her. Yeah. It's just Colossus, except it's just yeah. Colossus. Uh, it's, it's hard to overstate how much the X-Men suck at this point. I mean, and he, I am so here for just them being absolute fuck ups, nonstop shit bags. Uh, it's so funny. We, we cut from there to go to rogue who was hanging out with uh, Thomas Corsi, who is just a yeah. Rambo guy, <laughs> like just a random Rambo dude. I gotta, gotta give, he, gotta give him some serious credits. He, he hung out all the time with the X-Men during Claremont. Like he always wanted to have human characters hanging around. And I love him coming from your Island and being like, I got a gun. And it basically makes him scalp hunter. Like he's, he's basically effective as, as a mutant. Yeah. At this mm-hmm. point, you know, uh, Psylocke is like X-Men emergency. Come get me. Uh, so Rogue goes and flies in the emergency as she's pinned under. Uh, so good. I love this like X-Men emergency. I am under cycle. I am under Colossus. It's just the funniest yeah. fucking thing ever, dude. It's really good. Uh, she goes and she helps. Like she picks up Colossus and Colossus is uh, paralyzed. Uh, he cannot move. You know, Rogue says, maybe I can absorb his power. And Psylocke is like, no, I've seen inside his mind. That will kill him. Like he can't be in his flesh form right now. He's too wounded. Um, Bummer. And and Betsy Braddock broke some ribs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nothing. Uh, Callisto is like nothing. Nothing crucial. And she's like, how very yeah. reassuring to appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Callisto. Who are you now? Back um, back in the tunnels. The, uh, Wolverine yeah. is is thinking about Psylocke, uh, and then also just thinking about X Factor as he's kind of moving through these tunnels. When out of nowhere, he is slashed on the back uh, by a mysterious person who they named on the cover of this issue because it said Wolverine versus Sabretooth. So we'll see that in just a second. Um, The thing that distracts him is he smells Jean Grey. So I think at this point he doesn't know Jean Grey is back. He's like thinking of X-Factor. He's like Cyclops, Angel, Iceman, Beast, the original X-Men. Why are they X-Factor? They're hunting down mutants. He's like a female scent I know as well as my own. So I think he smelled all of X-Factor. Um, I feel like the X-Men do not know that Jean Grey is back yet. Yeah, that would, that would make sense because it's all... And, and hanging out with Cyclops and he's got a clone wife, you know, so maybe they wouldn't know. 
Cyclops can't wait till we get to a point where the kid reveals the, the angel and uh Gene hugged it's a, Cyclops yeah it's, it's the dumbest thing I've ever yeah, seen this is the the uh, the so messy it's, it's so incredibly messy, messy yeah. period for the X-Men it's so funny uh back at the at the mansion Rogue is uh looking for Storm who is crawling out of the lake trying to hide uh from Rogues because she doesn't want to be found uh she is yeah in her full in the midst of a full-on breakdown uh why does every everything uh i care for why does everything i care for have to be destroyed is that the only achievement of my entire life uh you know am i a fool for for even believing that i could lead the x-men at all um yeah and then we go back she over, rips off all her clothes and then she rips uh, off all of her clothes point. yeah which i've never been that mad i don't know not me either you've been so yeah. mad that you put got your titties out i don't i don't know no no yeah like I, if if I'm going to rip my titties out, it's not because I'm mad. It's because I'm horny as hell. <laughs> like I've done, I've done that in a fit of, fa- of passion, but not. I don't know that I've ever anger. like ripped a shirt in, in a fit of passion, to be honest with you. I don't know. If I've ever been that passionate in my entire life. It's a, uh, I recommend it. Um, <laughs> the, Sounds like uh, we've got some off, uh, some green room chat chat to be having. <laughs> Teach me your ways. Yeah. Oh, love Meister. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the, the, uh, no, man. You just, you just wait a little while. Uh, uh, and it's just like, yeah, I can't, yeah. um, I, not with, not with like real good shirts. I was about to say, I can't replace you know, like, this. Like this a, is a classic waff shirt. I don't know if this is on the store anymore. I can't hey, be ripping this motherfucker it's, off. It's not. I mean, I mean like a white undershirt, like a white, you know, gotcha. pajama tee kind of thing. Um, back at the mansion, the doctor crew are all looking at Colossus and they don't know what to do with him. Uh, cause they can't find his heartbeat. They know he's alive because of Psylocke, but they can't like operate on him. He's made of metal. Mm-hmm. And Magneto's like, hey, I'm, I do that stuff. So he gets down, and this is very confusing. He's talking about uh, how Colossus, like, loses energy uh, through things. Like, he's using his magnetic powers to, he cannot bleed in the accepted human sense. Instead, he loses energy through those blast points. Um, I don't know what that means. I, I, exactly. I, I mean, he's talking about like how metal has these like, uh, you know, these these points, these patterns of force and energy, and that's what. <clears throat> and that's what's messed Colossus okay. up. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> just a really vicious sneeze that hurts. <laughs> It's got, it's got really, really emotional about Colossus's blast points. <laughs> I just tore my shirt <laughs> off here. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I, now so I have he, to leave the sneeze him. in for that for that whole joke to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Uh, this, you know, since this version of X Men are weak, this almost kills Magneto just to do this. And then, but it did work because Colossus got a. There's like a creak sound effect, and he gets a little goofy smile. Uh, <laughs> And, and he can, it's very funny and he can talk, but he's paralyzed. Yes. Uh, like he's just a, a, he's just a vending machine at this point. He's just a statue. And Magneto, who is like exhausted after expending this much energy and effort to do this, is like, I don't understand. He, he should be fully recovered. And I'm like, how many times have you done this? <laughs> what is, yes. <laughs> how many times have you got to work on a fully metal dude that you would know that he would be? I was entirely careful. Uh, it, what, what training have you done? <laughs> yeah. You know? Show me I, your work. <laughs> One of my favorite just Morlocks or just dudes show up here because Wolverine looks at uh, Sabretooth. Sabretooth is menacing him and he's holding a Morlock named Healer. What's his, he- as what far is, as I can tell, what is his power? It's just a guy who dresses like a wizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's this guy's power? What's he do? 
uh, other than look like he's fucking from Lord of the Rings. Like he's just a wizard. Just, it's just a it's normal really guy. Yeah, he just has a funny hat. Um, it's so weird that they, that dude is living. And again, like it could just be like no housing is available, so I'm going to go live in the sewers. But like, man, it's it's rough down there on those warlocks. They just have like I kind see. of a self defeating pro- pro- prophecy about themselves. I think of you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah dress for the uh, the mutant team you want to be in. <laughs> you know absolutely 100 <laughs> yeah. uh, percent. you you can at least do new mutants buddy um and they're just they're verbally this is all claremontism like verbal rattling yeah you yeah. know like because we're the best at what we do like you used to be you know uh talk is cheap bub you know this is just claremont fight stuff but it's it's saber tooth versus wolverine in the 80s so it's fun yeah it's classic uh you know um, yeah we go back to the lake uh, where Rogue still has not found a uh, store, but found like the, the remainder of her clothes. Her magic vest. Uh, and find yeah. the, the vest, the badge of office. Um, and Callisto is like, give that to me. Uh, because, you know, one time she took the leadership of the Morlocks for me. It wouldn't it be interesting if I took uh, the X-Men away from her. And I'm like, maybe you shouldn't give her the jacket. <laughs> maybe, that's a, maybe that's a weird thing. Maybe you should send somebody that has a little bit of sympathy for Storm. Um, Callisto, before you uh, start leading the X-Men, we just have one interview question. What happened to the last group of mutants you had? Are they yeah. doing good? They okay? Are they okay? <laughs> yeah, they okay. Callisto was like, they uh, were fine when I turned them over to Storm. Why? What happened? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's my first day. I, Storm has run off to a random farmhouse and stolen their laundry. Yeah. It turned it into I, a, I a dress. I love this. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. yeah it's so funny. Um. Uh, Callisto's yeah. form of uh, like helping here just as yelling at Storm a whole lot about how uh, how much of a baby she's being and like slapping her across the face and, and like trying to fight her, uh, basically goading yeah. her into taking on the responsibility that Callisto feels that she is can't abandon. Like she she would if all of those people die to live up to the X Men and Professor Xavier's dream, then her abandoning it means that you know they died for nothing, which is a lot for yeah. a person. That's a lot of responsibility to put on one person and. Um, but that's fine because you know, hey, what, whatever, it doesn't really matter. But it and it and it actually works. Like they they as yeah. they fight, they they're going to kind of come to this conclusion, which is you know cool. I actually I really like this yeah, whole thing. This is all awesome. It's a good scene. Yeah, it's a it's a real good scene. Like uh, Storm got overwhelmed with leadership, and Callisto does tough love and keeps pushing it. Like it goes on a little bit longer than you think it would. Uh, it's not easy to convince Storm to come back. Yeah. You know. Uh, and this is being paralleled with the fight between Sabretooth and Wolverine. Exactly. You know, uh, as they're, uh, they're brawling in the, uh, the sewers, there's like good line, you know, like the difference is like, you're a person who kills, but I'm a killer. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's not who you are. It's who I am. And that's why I'm going to win, you know, uh, and say that's always been, you know, Sabretooth's thing with him. But Wolverine, because he's not a killer, uh, keeps his eyes on the prize uh, does a trick that like i think this is maybe the seventh time this has happened in this crossover that <laughs> yes. somebody has brought down a roof on saber absolutely yeah uh, they're, these tunnels it just, are just keeps happening i don't know how they're still standing at this point like you can't have superheroes I, run, running running this place down um i, I do want to just comment uh like the actual fight art in this as they're like rolling mm-hmm. around on the ground is so good like it's doesn't mm-hmm. it could easily just be so uh over the top and and like but like the anatomy makes sense like and i know that that's a yeah that's a baseline like it's not a high bar but i I really feel like it is kind of a high bar sometimes in these comic books where you can actually like see what's happening in the fight see you can get all of the motion from it it's just really really good 
yeah, the art in this book, this is uh, Rick Leonardi mm-hmm. uh, as a guest artist uh, for this. And he does a really good job. Uh, the next one, I think, is Art Adams, who, who I've always loved. Oh, yeah. The next um, one is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I love the next one. Yeah. Um, yeah, just the, the art is just really incredible. Like, perfect, you know, perfect all model 80s X-Men shit. Uh, really good fight. Uh, really great, like, little, uh, you know, parallel here. Yeah, absolutely. Like, with Callisto, you know, doing the, the emotional fight with Storm and you know, convincing Storm that she is who she is and Wolverine realizing he is who he is at the same time. You know, really good stuff. Really, really good stuff. And and that is the next page that yeah. we get is Callisto finally convincing uh, Storm to put the jacket back on and to to, to lead the team yep. and to learn that you are worthy of the respect that she is getting. Um, and that's when Wolverine arrives uh, to Rambo and Rogue, who are just hanging out. I'm not going to call him anything but Rambo. That's a Rambo, dude. Like, there's, I know what a yeah, Hulk he, looks he, like, he and I know a what a Rambo, Rambo looks like. So, like, uh, and then in something that is uh, kind of weird that happens in this, uh, that's going to be a, a subplot. He's got healer. He's really excited about it, and they're going to escape the uh, the sewers. And they feel uh, in the last Thor issue, he shot lightning throughout the the sewers to burn all the bodies uh, here. Um, there's a real weird beat in the next uncanny where Storm's not sure if she did it. Yeah. I'm like, you had a pretty airtight alibi. <laughs> we watched you fight in a laundry pile. Yeah. Um, you, know, <laughs> you, you know, but uh, you were beside a lake. Uh, <laughs> like, how would you, how do you think, yeah. why do you think that you did this? Like you were 40 miles yeah. above what happened. Like what, you, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, You're not in the same city. Westchester is different than New York. Like I mean, the not, city. not in tunnel. <laughs> Sorry. There's yeah, no... <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. They, they do live in similar tunnels, but yeah. uh, this is the, you know, they're, they're worried like, Oh, you know, the kids, new mutants, X factor, everyone who's still in the tunnels is dead. Uh, yeah, and that is the end. And that's of, where that issue ends. Yeah, wow. uh, we are going to move on to X Factor number eleven, um, which has a cover. Where is the front page of Cyclops? It, just we're balling so, out, shooting something off camera. Yep. Uh, uh, just while uh, a real weird like NES game, like a, a video for a bad guy from Shatterhand, like shoots him. This uh, Berserker is amazing looking. Like. This crew, dude. Berserker's design uh, uh, is is bonkers to me, uh, and we'll get there. But like, apparently the I just thought his hair was like that. Like I just thought he styled his hair, but that's like a part of his mutant condition, apparently. Because when yeah. they when he goes back to like his mutant form later on, like he the hair comes back, and I'm like, that's dope. That's that's extremely it, it, cool. This guy is great for just like a weird one off, like uh, the the tunnelers we're gonna get to. Uh, we start off with them. You know, right in the in the uh, the thing, they're chasing down X Factor as X Factor is trying to leave the sewers with uh, Caliban and Artie. Um, we have our members of the Tunnelers here. Uh, it's uh, what what is the the lizard lady's name? There's a, there's a shapeshifter who can turn into a dinosaur that is very weak to bullets. Yes, uh, <laughs> Berserker who shoots energy beams and has a cool haircut. Uh, Mask who shows up later. Mask survives. Uh, who's got really creepy powers? He's like a a vivis, it's a uh, the same thing that there's a vampire the masquerade clan doesn't really sculpt flesh like you can touch your body and change the shape of your flesh uh and then blowhard blowhard uh, dude <laughs> who blows uh, <laughs> is he blowing stuff out of his like little uh he, pipe there is that yep is that he why you while by using his magic pipe his mutant pipe he can blow air out of it uh, I was looking him up and there's not a whole lot of stuff. This is his only appearance. First and last appearance right here. Blowhard. 
<laughs> R.I.P. Blowhard. I want to mention a little fat uh, guy, a little short, fat, fat, bald guy as well, which I love. You I, know, little Danny DeVito. I hadn't thought about Mask okay. in years, and seeing him pop up in this comic almost unannounced like threw me back to reading a comic book as a kid that he was in, where he's like, you can tell that he is like he's has his hand on someone's face, and I want to say it was one of the X Men, but I, I may be wrong. But he's literally manipulating the flesh, like that's his whole power to do, right? And it just. Mm-hmm. being the, insanely the most terrifying thing I'd ever seen in my life. Like, I don't know why, but something about that just like deeply creeped me out where I was just to the point of like, I need to turn the page immediately. Like mask freaked me out as a kid. He's great. I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I think that is in, cause he ended up hooking up with like Morlock's next generation, which is where uh, Marrow came from. And they eventually formed like the militant Morlocks gene nation. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's involved in that. That, that could be that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's great. He's, he's real spooky. Yes. A uh, scale face is the name of the uh, lady who turns into a dinosaur. Who's weak to bullets. <laughs> uh, what is the point of dinosaurs? The, if you could shoot them, I feel like you just, you just made a bad funny. dinosaur. Um, in, in intimidation. They, uh, so Iceman and Beast are here. They're they're carrying Callisto and Leech. So of course, as the tunnelers attack, their powers stop working, um, and it's just a, mm-hmm. it's just going to be a bunch of punches. There's a lot of like like they treat Leech like a football. Like it's basically like Avengers <laughs> Avengers in game with that with the fucking Infinity Glove, just running it across the field, trying to get away way either close to or away from somebody. Blowhard has his classic line as he punches Beast in the face. You corked old Blowhard's pipe, Marauder, but it ain't helping you out one jot. Got him. Uh, got him. Got him. Got him one. And I love that your beast like, Marauder, I'm not a... And that, you know, that's it. This is just a superhero misunderstanding yeah. fight uh, thing. But Leech is taking away all their powers, and the X-Factor realize that with Leech there, they don't have their powers, they're outnumbered. Yes. Uh, you know, so they'll definitely lose. Um, so they, they have Leech, uh, they throw the football away, so everyone gets their powers back so they'll have a chance. And then they start yeah. losing again. <laughs> like they don't yeah, doesn't yeah. help at all. Like the uh uh whatchamacallit, the uh shapeshifter chick is like scale face. Scale face just just crunches down on Iceman. It's yep. very hilarious to me. Yeah. Uh we cut over to Jean Grey, uh Artie, and uh Scott carrying Broken Angel mm-hmm. through the sewers. Um, and Jean is angsting about, you know, what just happened, of course. And Cyclops is trying to put on uh, a bright side to it a little bit. Like, you know, we saved some of them. Like this is, this was the best we could do. And it's what we're trying to do. Yeah. You know, uh, there, which is fair enough. And this is where, uh, um, I've already forgotten this just child's name. Who is this child? Artie. Uh, Artie recaps the plot. Yeah, recaps the plot. Um, but then also shows uh, Cyclops that when Gene and Angel hugged one another. <laughs> and it looks like, yeah. it, like as far as hugs go, like this looks like just the most yeah, PC yeah. hug of just like, oh, here is here is some comfort fellow friend. Um, but like Cyclops <laughs> is like, I knew this would happen. She's turned away from me just because I'm married to a girl who looks exactly like her. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very uh way back in the day when i was first getting into the x-men and the internet there was a usenet thing that was like a a frequently asked questions about the x-men and one of them was like why do so many x-men fans hate cyclops uh and i didn't have the context for it and this is why like this era of cyclops where he just had the clone wife and is this kind of jealous baby is why everyone say hated cyclops like he didn't start becoming redeemed really until like the late 90s early 2000s 
and become like a really interesting character. Yeah. This is pretty crummy Cyclops. Uh, you know, and he's just he's talking about how it's his own fault, and he's also blaming himself, not only, you know, because Gene, of course, he was gonna leave me, I'm an incel, but uh because I snapped at Angel, that's why he ran off, and that's why he's gonna die. <laughs> you know, it's 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 real again, the messiest period for the X-Men, big emotions everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Uh they stumble onto the fight that's in progress and uh, Cyclops is able just to zap everybody away from everything and almost instantly in the fight. Uh, yeah. Berserk is like, wait a minute, like we're going to kill you. And Cyclops is like, why? Like we're not marauders. Uh, and it's because of this weird thing between the exterminators and the X factor. And I'll be honest with you, Gary, I'm, 40 i'm almost 42 <laughs> years old at this point i can't keep the fucking straight either man i don't know what's going on yeah. yeah yeah i know these are the good guys but i don't know why yeah. or when they're pretending and all of this other stuff it's just way too complicated of a, of a thing like the whole premise is like so, so weirdly constructed that i just i just check out i'm just out of it I'm like whatever i don't care anymore <laughs> it they i think that the uh the writers also ended up agreeing with that since they drop it yeah. relatively soon I recall there's also there's a similar weirdness with marauders where there's uh, marauders and there's tunnelers so the marauders are two different kinds the tunnelers which are this militant gang and then the drain dwellers which are the peaceful morlocks that uh the tunnelers think are weak you know and they're they're just like you know we saved like why would you attack us we saved a bunch of marauders thought you know ape erg Beautiful dreamer, skids, tar baby. <laughs> he starts listing marauders. That one wizard from Lord of the Rings. Really, or, uh, yeah, not marauders, Morlocks, uh, which I love. He's like, oh, the drain dwellers. They aren't worth saving. Uh, so there's a schism in the in the Morlocks we've never heard of. Yeah, uh, very. They, very you know, they say like, hey, oh. I, I love this little bit here where they're like being jerks. The the tunnelers are being jerks, uh, and they're gonna go back off in the sewers. Iceman's like, let them. You know, yeah. if they get killed by a marauder, we'll serve them right. Uh, <laughs> Iceman is already thinking to himself. Ice cold. Uh, yeah, there's only uh, yeah. there's only six rooms available in the in the X Factor headquarters. I know all of them are occupied. I do not want to share a bunk yeah. with Mask because I'm just terrified yeah. of what he'll do to me. Uh, and then Cyclops is like, yeah, we you know, we don't do that. We have to save him. Yeah. Uh, I love him just like squeezing this out. Like we have a complex. It's safe. We. Invite you to join, <laughs> like <laughs> squeezing the word out. Uh, and they're like, you know, Berserker's like, fuck this. He's he's real proud. And Mask is, you know, saying maybe we should do it. Yeah. You know, like you could you you saying you're protecting us. What happened to the other six? Implying that the Tunnelers used to be a much bigger gang. For the Marauders fucked him up. I'm glad you looked up and found out that there's like no other information available before this because I was like you. I was like, oh yeah, this this must be an established thing that I just don't remember from this era of comics. But no, if there's just it came out of nowhere, then that's even better. Like I don't ever have to worry about him again. This fucking got blowhard pilled so hard. I was like, <laughs> who is this weird little wind dwarf that hangs out with the Morlocks? Like, oh, I must know more about this little fat man. Hickman's probably going to like uh, base his entire next reboot of the X Men universe off of you know blowhard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he, he, he could come back in the Krakoan era. I know. You know, you can bring you can bring him back to life. They brought a healer back to life apparently in my Morlock research. So the old weird wizard healer got got brought god, back thank god we need one of those at all times yeah. uh eventually yeah. the the tunnelers decide to join up um and we we're moving back to the complex uh this is where cyclops finds out that uh it's been revealed that warren worthington was sponsoring all of their stuff um but they can't doesn't, can't really deal with it um and unfortunately this is also where callisto decides to wake up uh not callisto caliban decides caliban. to wake up uh and start immediately yeah. freaking out 
this is this is the beginning of dark caliban like he's you know wants vengeance yeah so this is the caliban that eventually becomes a horseman and does all that stuff joins the the x-men you know for for a little bit uh i like that the uh the way that berserk berserker found out about uh warren worthington is because he manipulates manipulates the entire electromagnetic spectrum including tv and radio waves so he picks up tv yeah like he heard the news report through his like weird headband you know his weird mohawk antenna or something very cool uh they hear thor start incinerating bodies so they run and like pretty irresponsible of thor to not check to see if anyone else was in the sewers before setting the entire sewers on fire because they they barely make it they get into their complex just as a huge you know plasma wave of fire and lightning just destroys the rest of the sewers and burns everything to a crisp thor what are you doing <laughs> this is i mean irresponsible doesn't even cut it like you could you could like what if the city had collapsed under from like what if you had collapsed the tunnels <laughs> the, the entire like this could have been like a like all of a sudden there's just a hole where manhattan was because you yeah. burned all of the tunnels it's crazy yep. comic books are so fucking dumb yep. sometimes i love it. it it's it's incredible especially in this era like uh they make it in everybody you know the morlocks and the tunnelers and the you know are all uh you know reuniting here on their beds in their big gigantic empty room uh and this is where Berserker's like, wait a minute, Angel and Cameron Hodge, you're not the exterminators, you're X Factor. You know, again, just suspecting them. They spend a lot of time explaining this nonsense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm with you that I'm basically tired of it. Yes. You know? Agreed. Uh, we, uh, we cut over to uh, the police and there are uh, protesters. There's a weird line here where they uh, soon in the midst of a pro angel demonstration <laughs> outside the X factor <laughs> complex. What? But when you look, you know, yeah. When you look at the, uh, the things, it's all like down with X factor, you know, and they have to sneak out. I don't understand why this is a pro angel. So I guess if it's revealed that, because the, the idea is that X factor is a mutant hunting organization. Um, but what's really happening is that they are getting help to mutants. So, but the, but when it's revealed that, there's a mutant that's sponsoring the whole thing. Then you have your uh, down with X factor who are humans who would the public perceives to be humans chasing mutants and yay angel for funding them. <laughs> okay. I thought I was yeah, going to explain I, it when I, when I did all of this. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, it all fell apart. Patiently waiting for you to get there. Like, <laughs> like, this yeah, makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Gary. <laughs> yeah. And, and at first I was trying to remember like, Oh, does the public know that Warren Worthington is angel? But it's a pro-Angel demonstration. It's not a pro-Warren Worthington demonstration, which would also be a weird thing to happen. So I, I yeah, I don't exactly understand this. Who, uh, w- um, what version of George Soros is funding the uh, Hooray Angel fucking <laughs> signs that this, the, pro- yeah. the protesters are carrying around? And like, what are they protesting? Paid protest. Just the existence? I, I, like, yeah. what, what are they doing? It's a demonstration. It's also weird because they're now saying like, so I could see them saying down with X Factor because they found out X factor is not the mutant hunters. They thought like the public was on X Factor's side. The mutants weren't, but humans were. Yeah. I think that it's just a mistake. That's called a pro angel demonstration. Uh, dude, I don't I have no idea. Uh, you know, they could just leave out the word pro angel, a demonstration outside. And they'd be like, okay, they're protesting X factor. Cause they found out a mutant funds it. Did I, uh, you know, that's fine. Did I tell you about the, the dumb protest thing that happened here? Like a couple of years ago. Mm-mm. There was a, uh, no. a a young kid got killed by the police, um, and which is not good at all. That's obviously. not the dumb part. That's not the <laughs> yeah. dumb part. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember exactly 
how this came to be, but like somebody went to protest outside of the mayor's house and, and their protest activity of choice was a barbecue. Like they literally set up a grill and started cooking outside the mayor's house. Mm-hmm. And the mayor, um, this is the dumb part. The mayor calls the police and gets the police to arrest these people who are just cooking outside his house. So, <laughs> so then the entire like local Facebook meme trash pages, uh, like turned into like, you know, Josh Guillory hates spicy food and all this other shit. And I just, <laughs> I just like, imagine like getting like there, someone's outside your house, like making some brisket and you're like, no, that's not allowed. You're, you're invading my rights. <laughs> now <on> my watch. <laughs> Not today, brisket. And I just picture like this is what a, uh, that's gotta be what like a pro angel. Like if you did a pro Jeremy protest, like I would expect some fucking grills to be out there. Someone needs to be making some sausage and some boudin. Like we need to we need to be getting into this. That's yeah. It'd be nice and confusing too. Yeah. You know? Um like why why is this happening? We found out Jeremy funds his house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> pays all of his bills. And y'all are yeah. for that? Boo. <laughs> y'all are down into with careers. <laughs> down with careers. Get him out of here. Cancel Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, the uh, our tunnelers decide that they're going to leave. Uh, they've been asked to stay, but they they decide to jet. Uh, and they get masked to uh, change up all of their faces, and they pretend to be the cleaning crew as they leave in front of the cops. I guess the cops are not allowing people to leave. This doesn't make any fucking sense to me whatsoever. I don't. I don't really care. I don't about know it. what's going yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they they escape uh, and are immediately run into by a vicious gang. They named the gang later, and I can't remember. I'll have to go look ahead at it. But it's a uh, it's a it's a dumb name for a gang. So. Yeah, they've shown up in multiple things, I think. I think this gang is a known gang. Mm. There's also a little subplot introduced with a, a, co- a bigot cop and a non-bigot cop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're going to have their minds changed here. They're going to get radicalized by this fight. They're into the gang. I really love this, where they're like, you know, mask, restore, berserker, quick. When they see us, they'll back off. And the gang is just like, what? Mutants? Shoot them. <laughs> like, we have guns. <laughs> I, it these so these much guys learn nothing from the fucking Marauders. No, not at all. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Like, I just, like, the dudes just whip out all of their weapons and just start blazing, dude. Like, this guy yeah. so sucks. Yeah. Uh, Rip Blowhard immediately gets just murked. I will say, like, I was, uh, I was surprised by the violence in this issue. Because, like, we haven't seen, like, even the Marauders and stuff. Like, we've seen the violence. But, like, seeing, like, Blowhard just get fucking shot with blood splashing out. Like, the bullets going through him is, is, was surprised me. And, the, of course, yeah, yeah. as you might imagine, Berserk goes berserk at this and starts killing um, all of the humans. Mask does, too. Mask starts, like, changing up their, their, their face and fucking them up a little bit. Um, one of them makes it to the phone to, like, call the cops uh, and is immediately exploded. Yep. Yeah, they uh they everybody dies in this. Yeah. Uh we cut over to where Angel is being uh cared for at a hospital. Uh so much for the Morlocks, like we can't can't do this. Uh I love this uh Scott Doomer Scott. Like he used to love to fly. His life it was his life, and now if only I hadn't lost my temper. And Jean Gray is like, Don't beat yourself up, <laughs> you know? And he you know, he they're they're gonna heal him. And Scott's like, It's real bad though. It's real bad. <laughs> it's super bad. He's man. Like, Don't bury him yet, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Scott kind of wants them to die so he won't hug anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, they go down to the waiting room uh, to drink coffee that's not bad for hospital coffee when they get the news report of this and they see masks handiwork. So they run out. Yeah. Uh, they put on their exterminator outfits, you know, their non villain outfits to go save. Uh, go save these people they go to the roof in between we get a little which I think is really weird like they both go to the roof to change like yeah I don't 
it just seems like something held over from a previous comic or something. Like I don't know why. Like I know I know Jean Grey can fly <laughs> and she can like tote people or whatever, so they could get off the roof. But it just seems really weird. It seems like a thing Batman would do more than a, like not all superheroes like spend time at, on the top of a hospital, right? Like it's just so weird. Yeah, I don't. I also was thinking about how uncomfortable it would be to wear two full length bodysuits all the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like really hot. Uh, we get a little two-page subplot of Apocalypse that's been running through these X-Factor issues of him recruiting his horsemen. Uh, here he's recruiting Abraham, uh, Abraham Lincoln Kiros. Yeah. I almost just said his soldier Abraham Lincoln without reading the last word, and I was like, hold up. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, what time crimes is Apocalypse committing? But uh, this is a paraplegic uh, mutant who is in uh, a veteran's hospital, and he teleports him away. Uh, this guy eventually becomes war and becomes the horseman with the worst haircut. Yes. In horseman haircut history. Uh, but we have, we have, we have mutant problems to deal with. So we jump back over to Jean Grey and Cyclops floating through the air towards the piers where a bunch of cops have uh, pinned down the remainder of the tunnelers, which is just berserk and uh, face scale or scale face or whatever her name is. Um, yeah. They decide, and we get a little bit more of that subplot that you mentioned of like, you know, one cop, they're bored with their powers, Joe. They, they, they decide how to use them and that kind of stuff. Like they're going back and forth a little bit. Um, and of course, Scott. 80s were a huge time for two cops telling each other the themes of the comic <laughs> that they were in. Yeah. It just happened like every other issue. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, Rush Hour was a thing, right? Like Nick Dolte and Eddie Murphy started yeah. this. <laughs> like, I feel like that was just the thing. Um. And of course, Cyclops is blaming himself because he he convinced these people to to come up above ground, and now they are, uh, you know, doing a bunch of bad shit. Uh, Cyclops tries to get him to stand down. They won't do it though. Uh, the scale face is like, "You're not going to take me," you know, and turns into a dinosaur who just immediately goes down to a couple bullets. Yep. and just dies. So it's not you know, doesn't have the proportionate strength of a dinosaur or anything. Uh. Berserk, this drives berserker nuts he's like you know she wouldn't have hurt you she said that you were just defending yourself like she was on your side i'm gonna make it my business to fuck up every human that exists like you are all gonna die and just starts blowing shit up yep you know uh and it is only you know the cops cannot fight him uh cyclops does it blast him into the water and drowns him uh yeah so he 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 dies presumably drowns him like i guess that's the implication um yeah. the cops show up they, they uh, scan oh. for him and they can't find him yeah. uh so and it is his last appearance at the very least so maybe he'll show up in some matt fraction stuff but. <laughs> get, get a matt <laughs> make this yeah. make this weird <laughs> character good uh matt just uh trudging the bottom of the east river looking for characters the uh <laughs> the cops show up and they're like oh these are the exterminators they saved us uh but Jean Grey is like, okay, let's grab mask and let's float our way out of here. Uh, and then at the very end of this, the cops situation, one of them is just like super upset and has learned a lesson about shooting people, shooting dragons that are threatening him. I guess. I don't know what lesson is he supposed to learn here, but he's like, maybe now you'll believe me when I tell you it's them or us. Like he's, I guess yeah. he's relearning the yeah, wrong yeah. lesson, right? Like this is terrible. This is a horrible comic book. It, it's a, it's hard to tell what he'll take away from it. Like he's very upset that he killed her, you know, cause she was just a girl and his bigoted partner's like, you know, th- that'll show you like she was, it was her or us, mm-hmm. you know? So it's all, it's all very tragic. Uh, we cut over to the end here. We have boom, boom. One of my favorite, uh, X-Men, uh, new mutant type characters here who is working for the vanisher at this point. Um, he wants her to hand over all of her, uh, ill gotten gains, all she stole. And she puts one of her little time bombs in there. Uh, and basically this is her being like, fuck you, you're a wuss. I quit. 
Yeah. Uh, she's eventually going to join X Factor as like part of their junior team with yeah. uh, Skids and Rusty and stuff. And eventually um, uh, she will join Next Wave, which is a very good comic book. Yeah. No. Uh, the, uh, this ends with uh, Cyclops and uh, Jean Grey putting back on their uh, X Factor outfits, going back and talking to the doctor. And they're like, well, you know, Angel will live, but the wings have to come off. Uh oh. Would it be a big deal? Huge deal. Yeah. yeah. If your whole mutant power is yeah. your wings, then that's a that is a situation. It's the one thing he's got. You know? This uh, comic book made very intense and just made so so very little sense throughout the entire thing. <laughs> I was so confused I, between the tunnelers and uh all, the, the 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 drain dwellers and then all of the other weird X Factor exterminators. Like it just gets so fucking like bogged down in its own bullshit. It it is full of bullshit. I I have to say, out of the the two middle ones that we're doing, I do kind of like it because I like the tunnelers mm-hmm. as just like this shitty team of like real angry idiots who keep dying. Uh, and it's got my boy in it, so blowhard. You, know, I I, you are you are the world's foremost blowhard. blowhard fan. A big blowhard. I'm gonna get him printed on a t-shirt. Hell yeah. Uh, the uh, because the X offices did this crossover, so like we have you know the Claremont comics. And then uh, we have the the New Mutants, you know, Louise Simonson comics. And Nascenti was also, that's the editor of the X-Books at this time, creator of Longshot. During this uh, time, she was writing Daredevil. And Daredevil gets a, a Mutant Massacre crossover in one of the weirdest fucking comics I've ever read. Uh, this is so bonkers. Dude, this this is, is not like anything else in the crossover or any other comic. This is... I, insanity this is absolute insanity yeah. have 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 you known in Sabretooth to have this sort of personality in other comic books like i feel like he got nope. like he somebody got handed like a three sentence bio and was and like one of the lines was he's a he's a beast in a, a, trapped in a man's body or something and they were like got it i know i know his whole personality he, and like ran with it here's the here's the thing jeremy you say somebody got that thing the, in that scenario, the person who would hand them that would be the editor, who is the person who's writing the comic. <laughs> like, that is the editor's job is to keep characterization and stuff straight and coordinate all of these things. Like, this is literally what Anne Nascenti does. She handed herself that fucking note. Like, I don't know if she just always wanted Sabretooth to be like this. You know, like, if, if I were writing it, you know, I guess this is consistent, but if I were writing Sabretooth, he'd be a weird manimal. I... I yeah, it doesn't. There's nobody who would have given that to her. She is the person. It's very fucking strange. It's absolutely like Jim bonkers. Shooter is the editor in chief. Ralph Macchio edits Daredevil, but Anne Nascenti got her start, and her big thing was editing the X books. I'm just. It's bizarre. All the dialogue in this reads like it comes from Mister Boop. <laughs> um, the that web comic about being married to Betty Boop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like. There's, there's like a part where a kid's like, I hope this doesn't create problems for my friend, the daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> like just unprompted to nobody. Like, uh, it's so good. Yeah, the, the driving motivation for this fight, uh, the reason that Sabretooth and Daredevil fight is that a kid tells Sabretooth that Daredevil exists. And that's it. Like <laughs> Sabretooth takes off like a fucking bullet. Like, oh, he talking some shit? I'm going to go put him down. Like, it's fucking weird, man. Um, it, it's that. And a shopkeep was like, Antiheroes suck, Daredevil. I lost my my store, and Daredevil has to wrestle with that. I I I will admit I don't know a lot about comics, Daredevil. You know, I haven't I haven't read a lot of comics, Daredevil. So 
this is probably accounts for 20% of my exposure <laughs> to them and it's buck wild. Like, I love it. I absolutely adore yeah. it. Yes. Uh, this, yeah. I, I've read some daredevil stuff and it's all, uh, like good runs, like highly, you know, commended mm-hmm. runs or whatever. And the daredevil doesn't really act like this. I mean, he still does the, there's a running theme of, am I creating my own suffering by being a daredevil? Right. Like that's kind of part of that character and yeah. how they created it. But, and there's some of that in here, but like, it's usually good. Like it's usually written kind of good, <laughs> not terrible like this, it's, man. This is like so fucking awful. I can't even describe it. Well, the, the thing that's that's wild to me about this is like there are things about the the plotting about it that I think are kind of neat. So like the part where the kid and the, the kids like we'll, we'll just get into it. Like there were the yeah, kids yeah, and the cat parallels with Daredevil and Sabretooth. Showing that is real ham-handed, but I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I could see like it being the first time I saw this in a comic. Thinking it was kind of good. The dialogue is just so fucking bizarre. Yeah. Uh, doesn't sound like any any people saying it. So starts off with this, you know, narration about how he's more animal than beast, you know, than man, et cetera, et cetera. He comes across uh this thing because the the tunnels now were hot property. Now cool young punks want to live there now that the Morlocks are no longer there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and Sabretooth's saying, these are my tunnels. I'm no longer marauding. I'm just gonna live here and take a tunnel wife. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> the tunnel wife that you have right here. Yeah. Hey, like, Blondie, like, you're my girl now. Like, he's like, you, you know, I want to be careful. These are my tunnels. Panel, dude. Be careful or I'll put yeah. the mark of Sabretooth on your face. I'll put it in across your throat and like slashes the suit's face. And then he looks at him and says, and I want the woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm very glad this is written by a lady. Like, not that it excuses anything like that, but this would feel real gross if it was written by like a dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, he doesn't do anything, but like. You know, and and she's like, I don't want that. And one of the other gang members, like, you know, can let her go. And he goes, No. Now that she's mine, I die for her. What <laughs> unprompted declarative statements? What the fuck is you going know? on with Sabretooth, man? And like, and Jake and Bob <laughs> just fucking jet. Like Jake and Bob leave. They were yeah. like, I'm not gonna die for nobody. See you later, random blonde girl that yep. was hanging out with us in a tunnel. And like, they just they just fucking leave. And he like Sabretooth grabs her throws her on uh, on a bed and is like this is your bed our bed <laughs> yeah it's menacing you know he's it's somewhere off camera he changed her to a pipe because uh, he goes to sleep i love him sleeping with his claws out <laughs> you know in the meantime there's his mate and there is sleep because the hunger has risen again because uh, he is a beast what is what uh, i was reading this over- going like is this a different saber tooth like is this another different <laughs> saber tooth too oh man um, it's really fucking bizarre uh we cut over to Daredevil and Daredevil is just leaping aback and the narration here gets fucking nuts. Like there are more sports metaphors <laughs> per page in this than a comic about sports. Uh, it is nonstop just being like jumping higher than an Olympic athlete. And if you knew he was blind, you'd give him the Congressional Medal of Freedom. What? <laughs> it's really, it's. He lands sliding in as if as if into the game winning run at home plate. <laughs> what it's non-stop and constantly like if you knew he was blind you'd know this was even more impressive and then he sees two dogs fighting and he has this thought bubble where he's like this is it this is one fight i won't stop none of my business <laughs> yeah i will just see which stronger dog wins and like i don't know man <laughs> he hangs out to watch it too man like he just like yeah, he he, lets, he, the, lets them finish the fight. fight yeah yeah hey kids is this your superhero i uh, you know, like i'm not saying that if if it came down to saving a human or stopping a dog fight, sure. Uh-huh. But stopping to watch the dog fight, you know, 
And then he, the dog stops and eats some garbage. He's like, mm, the dog eating moldy cake, coffee grinds, garbage. It's the wildlife of the city, the jungle animals who eat trash. Uh, he sounds like a weird Twitter. Like he, he sounds weirdly ahead of his time. Like, Did you see, um, I, I, got, I saw a bunch of it retweeted on my timeline. Danny DeVito, like, I guess he was live tweeting, uh, oh, dude. whatever that TV show yes. that he is on. It was just saying weird things that make no sense he out of context. Say, yeah. And he didn't, he didn't announce it. Yeah. He was just like, who fucks Satan? You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very, what are you doing, dude? like, I bet you could just take those tweets and plop them in these text boxes and it would make more sense than this fucking it, comic book does. Um, it's I love unprompted. It's like my favorite category of, of humor. Like someone just saying something, there's no impetus, you know, mm-hmm. just go. Um, oh, so good. Daredevil. Here's some, uh, this, here's some crime so he goes to run and then yep. i love that the guys just know daredevil because he's like oh man not again yeah. <laughs> and then yes again may i borrow your belt like everything is just very strange i love thank you he ties yeah, up sure to- you're welcome yeah. <laughs> like it's like a kid wrote the dialogue after it had already been drawn yes absolutely yes um uh, uh, the, the response because the other dude leaves he tries to run away of course daredevil like <laughs> throws the he throws his billy cub like this bat of a slugger who already knows he just hit one out of the park just another sports reference that is that's not how you throw your after you hit it out of the, the park you don't aim your bat and then toss it at something specific <laughs> You just drop it, you know. Uh, it's he's just like, why do you always run? Just, just stupid, stupid, I guess. guess. <laughs> what? It, it, all the world feels like somebody just did this as a shit post. Incredible energy, uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, and then the guy, I, I, this took me by surprise so much. Like I was reading all of these last night, right? And like, I love eighties X Men. Like we talk about it, it is can be a little bit boring. Like it, my eyes will glaze over at the like narration, you know, Claremontism text box. Yeah. So when it, we switched to this, I had no idea what I was in for. Uh, this gear shift is just incredible. Yeah. I mean, this is just I, bonkers, dude. This is absolutely fucking bonkers. Yeah. Uh, especially because, like, once he's taken out the, the crime guys. <laughs> What's this lawyer, dude? This, this fucking <laughs> dude just, like, shows up and is, like, a, a, the guy who was being robbed, like, starts yelling at him, blaming Daredevil and a fight that he had with a super soldier nuke, uh, which happened, I guess, in issue nuke. 233, um, and th- for destroying his store and for, like, just running Daredevil down. Like, if he didn't exist, none of these other villains would exist, and you shouldn't be doing this you need to leave and daredevil's like here's your wallet back i guess see you later <laughs> it's a uh, I i so i read this i guess it is his wallet you mm-hmm. know it's like the gesture is pure confidence the toss perfect when i f- first read this i thought he was giving this guy the mugger's wallet and i was like <laughs> delighted refer- reversed like, mug to here's somebody. your money back for your shop yeah here's here's your here's your money back for your time um yeah we switch over to these two kids uh I don't like. Do I don't th- know what's going on with these guys. Do you think I, that this is like a what, established yeah. characters? Like, do you think that these two have like shown up before? Like, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I, I I'm so unmoored. Like, <laughs> they're watching the Wolfman, like a, a Wolfman radical, you know, radical werewolf thing. There's a kid wearing a little helmet, uh, you know, and as a prank, while his, uh, you know, and it's like, oh, don't hurt the hero, you know, and I, we don't know who the hero is. Uh, as a prank, the little brother throws his cat yeah. at her. The picture of the cat's face is like, yeah. Yeah, the cat <laughs> is the so action. into this. The cat is loving this. Uh, th- this <laughs> Later on, this cat just finds a rat and just kills it for fun. And I feel like this is the start of that descent that, into madness. Into that, <laughs> He just made his cat feral by throwing it at his sister. 
and Nacenti has no care for animals and her characters don't either. Yeah. Like nope. Daredevil will not stop a dog fight and a cat is just a weapon. Like you wouldn't throw a cat at somebody because the cat would claw the person. And it wouldn't be the cat's fault because you threw the cat. They're, it's a living creature, you know, the, the sister gets uh, super mad and starts like beating him up a little bit. And then we're introduced to the parents who are just like faceless beings, <laughs> just, dude, just they're, weird they're shot. Like William Stryker, <laughs> yeah. like they're, they're shot like in God loves man kills or something like they're evil preachers. We're starting the Sentinel program. It is so bizarre. Uh, and the children are, and they, they're like, don't watch television. That's going to ruin you. I don't want them worshiping superheroes yeah. and the kids. <laughs> it's cool for you to throw cats. Yeah, that's totally fine. But just yeah, turn whatever off the you TV. do, don't have your brain rotted by this. No more TV. Jesus Christ. Uh, this is so fucking stupid. It, Gary. Ludicrous. He's like, you know, stop watching TV. Uh, you know, don't let me catch you playing with Raphael and his gang of thugs. He's like, of course not, Daddy. Bye, Daddy. I'm going. <laughs> we're going to the library, Daddy. He says, Daddy, three times in this fucking thing. It it is so shit post feeling. What um, like, how old are these kids that you're worried about them hanging out with Raphael and the thugs? Because when we go to the next page, Raphael is like a teenager. Like, there's a bunch of teenagers hanging out so, around. I think they're supposed to be teens because the sister calls them pizza faced. Okay. You know, like he's got pimples, but they're drawn like little kids. They're drawn like power pack. Yeah, absolutely. Like when we were watching, when, when, when we, when we first see the, especially the little boy, the little boy looks like he's like six. That's because I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Well, you don't, you don't survive to be a teenager if you wear like a fun, you know, motorcycle trick helmet all the time. Like kids who wear helmets all the time don't hang out with gangs. No, not at all. You yeah. know, yeah. yeah. Which you would think because I mean, uh, a motorcycle gang probably you should have a helmet on, but that doesn't work that way. It's well, really interesting. Yeah, and they, yeah, <laughs> they just don't wear them. Uh, and not these kind of gangs. So this is like uh, in Ninja Turtles when they go find all the bad kids who like play arcade games and smoke all the time. Yeah, they're being yeah. trained for the Foot Clan. It's like that in the sewer. Like now that the Morlocks aren't there, the sewer is the fucking place. And all the kids in New York are setting up beds and boom boxes and building huts. Fucking and stuff. Incredible, dude. I, I, I get it. Like, Losing I mean, my this, mind. If, I, <laughs> as a teenager, if I had found like the fucking alley, the fucking Warlock, Morlock tunnels, like I would be so, I would be so hyped. Yeah. Like, that'd be the place to hang out. It would be amazing. The overwhelming smell of human shit would keep me away, I think. Uh, I just, the, the whole fact that this is a sewer, like I get, you know, Ninja Turtles and stuff, it was a good time to hang out in the sewer. But this is where feces flows to go down to water purification plants and stuff. Um, is it they're that? fighting and stuff. And we, don't, we don't ever see it. I, <laughs> I feel like these are just... There's a, I assume that there is some... Like, when they were like Wolverine's trudging through some liquid, that's got to be pee-pee and poo-poo. Oh, I guess so, dude. I guess you know? so. I absolutely yeah, guess so. It's a sewer. That's what they're for. I, I, the, I'm not saying everything. In this, there's also maintenance tunnels and stuff like that. I'm not ignorant. I know it's not just like lakes and lakes. It's just, it's just giant, like huge tunnels of poop. Like, yeah. I, I know that. But like, there, you, I bet you it smells down here. Uh, if nothing else, like dead Morlock. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Or crispy Morlock. Yeah. Because we, or we, just live Morlock. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's a good smelling zone, man. Like, uh, they're all fighting. All these teens are fighting. And this awakens Sabretooth. Yes. Uh, he starts growling because this wakes up the beast within. And the little helmet kid, his first job to be part of the gang is to go find out what made that howl. He doesn't really go. He kind of starts walking a little bit, but it, Sabretooth comes to them. Yeah. And uh, Sabretooth has his famous line, you little insects, how dare you wake me up? 
I have slept uh, and now I hunger. And Sabretooth looks like an old man. He looks like a weird, mushy old man face. Like, I don't know. He looks like a mask of an old man. Dude, this like, is. He, he looks like a rubber mask. <laughs> and this little kid is like, this is New York, buddy. These streets belong to Daredevil. And this is enough to infuriate Sabretooth. And the dude who goes out and immediately yeah. just goes to hunt Daredevil. <laughs> And the kid goes, uh-oh, what are you doing for a daredevil? <laughs> like, incredible Mr. Boop dialogue. Uh, uh, and of course, daredevil is like flying around on the street tops. I don't know how Sabretooth gets to the top of a, of, of a fucking building or whatever, but who cares? Because he, he sneaks. They start to like sense each other. They smell one another. Uh, but Sabretooth is a lot faster than daredevil and it gets the first blood, slashes him across the back. Uh, and this is what starts. That happens three times in this comic yeah. where daredevil looks away and, and Sabretooth gives him a playful slash across his spine. Um, it just keeps happening. The, the f- I love this dialogue so much, Gary. Dude. It's, he, so he slashes yeah, daredevil really and daredevil is like, first off, Sabretooth says, you're good. I'm better. And daredevil says, so what? <laughs> Now what's going on? Now what's going on? Like it doesn't like it, the the stakes are so fucking low in this. Why do you want to fight me? Because you exist. So like this dumb. makes me want to improvise a comic book very badly. Like just find an old issue of Daredevil erase all of the dialogue and just put in whatever makes sense absolutely absolutely you know that would be if we ever do if we ever do duck fest again uh that should be that should be like one of the panels we should do that for like three pages and we should get like me you will and cole to all fill in the same like a reading yeah to do either a reading or to fill in the same page and then i'll show with the different this stuff that we came up with for the same page it's a great idea yeah yeah yeah. i 100 will do it uh so he, uh, they're, they're fighting, they're kind of cat and mouse chasing each other and stuff. Um, the daredevil's not a very good superhero. Most superheroes would be like, get away from civilians. Uh, he doesn't do that though. Sabretooth knocks him into an old man, uh, who is walking with his old wife. Who's like, Oh no, not my Daniel. <laughs> uh, just the weirdest ellipses that I've ever seen. Uh, Daryl's like, he's okay, ma'am, but get him out of here. Uh, turning his back, letting Sabretooth slash him again. And Daredevil goes, why do you want to fight me? Uh, you know, again, just, I don't know, man. First of all, I feel like Daredevil should know who Sabretooth is. Yeah. This is- At this point, like, why do they not, there's not a database or anything. Uh, like, I mean, hasn't Daredevil so, been on the Avengers, like, at some point? <laughs> like, it, it, I don't know if at the, by this point, I know he has been, but I don't know if at this point. So they fight, and then Sabretooth goes into the sewers. This is all part of a cunning stratagem by Daredevil, where he's like, he thinks that he's going to have the advantage because I won't be able to do my high-flying moves, but in the pitch black of the tunnels, you can't blind a blind man. Garrett, wait a minute. Didn't we start this run of issues by introducing... Is it it Sabretooth on, like, the Freedom Force? (laughs) Isn't he employed by the government uh, to hunt down mutants right now? Doesn't he work for Mystique? No, he's he's not part of that. He's team. not part of that team. Okay, I was about I, I to say like this yeah, would be kind of ridiculous so. if like Daredevil doesn't know like yeah. the mutant hunting organization. That's the, you know, it'd be very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, Daredevil just doesn't pay attention. Like he's just too busy <laughs> watching dog fights. He's busy about worrying like, worrying about being Catholic. <laughs> yeah, it's vitamins to him. So uh, he goes down there. They're all thinking about this, and there's this like back and forth between Sabretooth trying to figure out uh, you know he can't be get that good unless he can see in the dark. So he realizes that he's like, gotcha, chump. You ain't the only one with night sight. But then later it's considered like a very, uh, a big reveal that it's not just night sight. He's blind. So like being able to see there, there's a lot of text about the difference between low light vision and, and night vision. 
in this like it's a D source book crazy but the characters are just talking to each other about it it's it's like it feels really weird um extremely weird it's 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 very fucking bizarre it's also like you mentioned earlier it's intercut with like a cat stalking a uh a, a mouse for basically no reason um mm-hmm. and it, it's it's a you, you mentioned that, like it's a very simplistic thing it's just a weird idea to put in this comic book like it just doesn't seem to quite fit because they, they, they try to make Sabretooth this weird sympathetic character at the end. And I, I just don't, I don't understand what, the, what they are trying no. to accomplish with this at all. Uh, it's very funny. The whole thing he, is very funny. He, he stole a sewer wife. Like, if the idea is, like, later the dad talks about the cat to the kid. And he's like, the cat's just following his instincts. You know? And, like, they're obviously trying to draw a parallel there. I, I don't think that we, we got to hand it to Sabretooth for having a sewer wife. You know, because it's just an instinct. Uh, they they crash through a wall into uh, where Sewer Wife is. Daredevil turns his back to get slashed in the back for the third time in like six pages. Yep. This just keeps fucking happening. Uh, uh, I love there's a, this panel where yeah. uh, he, he manages to throw Sabretooth into a wall and he looks over at the Sewer Wife and he says, lady, get out of here. And she says, I'm tied up. <laughs> and he says, I'll untie <laughs> you. And then you run. <laughs> like It's just yeah. <laughs> it's very Mr. Boop. Uh, here, then Sabretooth goes, you're stupid, devil man. Uh, you turn your back on me. And then comes and it comes up behind him and says, you say you're the biggest bully on the block. You own New York, huh, devil man? It's like you dare me, comma, devil, to take you down. Like, that is some, like, why do they call it an oven when hot food goes oven, but cold food goes out or whatever? <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's like you dare me, devil, you know, comma, devil, comma, to take you down. Like, that if if Sabretooth was supposed to be all animalistic, why is he saying these like horrible sentences that would make Grammarly blow up? Yeah, I I, 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 I don't get it. Uh, and, and meanwhile, the uh, the cat has caught a mouse and came to present it to uh, Helmet Child. Um, and you know, Sabretooth and and uh, Dad is playing with a plane <laughs> in the scene. If you don't notice, he is he is playing with a plane. Where is he? Getting, is he doing a model kit? What the fuck? <laughs> Ah, this is the best comic. This is so it, fucking it, weird, dude. Um, it's the weirdest thing we've done. I nothing is predictable in this. They uh, the fight continues and they crash through a wall. Uh, this time they stumble onto the body of a of a Morlock uh, who I guess had tried to hide in the wall to 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 save himself from the Marauders. Um, but this is yeah. the big reveal and that, rotted very quick. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. and like Sabretooth notices the way that Daredevil like looks at this thing or. De- more notably doesn't look at the snake sniffs and it. sniffs it yeah. as like oh you're blind um and then he's like trapped underneath this thing and he's like i'm trapped and then in two panels later he's just up <laughs> like with no <laughs> mm-hmm. we don't see him get out there's not like the big spider-man lifting the rocks off of him or whatever like it's just i'm trapped and then in two pages and two panels he's not trapped anymore it, it's pretty easy and Sabretooth takes this opportunity to go for the lady and he goes like protect your throat girl she's tied up I don't know what Daredevil expects her to do at this point. Sabretooth slashes her throat, uh, allowing Daredevil to get him from behind, uh, punch him out and stuff, and realizes she's still going to live. And this is where that sympathy thing comes in. He's like, she, you know, he says that she's still, he knows she's still alive, but he tells Sabretooth that she's dead. He's like, what do you do with your kills? Uh, And Sabretooth's like, I don't know. You know, the, the idea is like, it's him playing with his kill, like the cat, like the hunger. It makes me, uh, makes me hungrier. Arr! 
and then runs away. See a saber tooth. <laughs> Classic saber tooth. Classic saber tooth line. Now I've gone to go into McDonald's. I guess I'm, I need a quarter pounder. Um, I'm out. The uh, daredevil uh, like strips a piece of cloth and like wraps it around this poor child's uh, throat to stop her from bleeding out. Um, and she tells daredevil that like. He cap- captured me and tied me up, but he never touched me. He didn't do anything bad to me. I was really surprised that he hurt me at the end. Like, I even have some sympathy for it because he was so gentle. And I'm like, lady, he just opened up your face, dog. Like, why did you? Yeah, there's no, there's no gentle. If Daredevil wasn't there, like, your blood pressure was low. You were bleeding out of your neck. Yeah. I, like, we just saw. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> why are you trying to make me feel it, bad for Sabretooth? I'm not going to feel bad for Sabretooth. <laughs> And then she says, like, I thought you were just a myth. I'm glad that you exist. So this is wrapping up the arc of whether, like, he should exist. Yeah. You know, he and then he's still angsting about it. Like, you know, it's why I was hunted because I exist. That's why you were hunted, et cetera. There's the thing that I think that, like, if I just read this when I was a kid and it just come out, would feel impressive to me is that, like, there are there are literary things happening here. Uh, Not good ones, but like, oh, Sabretooth is just like an animal. Like the cat just plays with its prey. It doesn't, it's working on instinct. We're going to intercut that with the cat, you know, and, and show that like, that's kind of sophisticated for comics at the time. You know, Daredevil has a complete story arc in this where he's like, you know, one citizen thinks he shouldn't exist. He comes through and then he saves somebody's life. It kind of balances the scales. I get it. Uh, it's fucking nonsense and execution. Though. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, the writing and, on this is just, somebody, just so fucking bottom barrel. Abysmal. Dude. Like I don't, I don't know anything it's about this chick at all. Like, I don't know if her usual stuff is like up to is is a lot better than this, and this is weird. But it almost feels like somebody like ghost wrote this for her. Like she let her kid fill in because she was busy or something. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 that it, bad yeah. that I don't feel like a professional writer wrote it. The way that it's bad is not like other things are bad. Like there are bad comics that are just like this is a shittily written comic. This is everyone is very awkward and like declarative and just saying things. Uh, there's a, one of my friends, I used to do a zine when my friends drew a comic for it. One of my favorite things he would do is he would just have word bubbles kind of irregardless of what was happening mm-hmm. on the screen. So like some character would be like, let's have a snowball fight. And the next panel would be somebody with uh, their face, like a snowball bursting on their face. And they'd be like, I don't know if I want to have a snowball fight now. Let's go get something to eat, you know, through the snow. Like it would just like, there would be a disconnect. He was doing it for humor. That's what this is like where characters are just like, you know, what do you do? I don't know. All right, then let's hang out. And just like yelling out (laughs) stuff that doesn't really match what's happening. Yeah. Uh, Uh, It's, it's bonkers. I creator of my favorite, uh, superhero. Uh, just ladies and gentlemen just fucking and fucking wild man like i I couldn't yeah you told me like that this was an experience uh because you had read it before i did and when i got to it today I, like uh, that first panel where he's like you know you're my wife now i would die for you i was like okay <laughs> this is this is a this is an experience <clears throat> and things escalate very quickly in this daredevil issue uh, uh the, the last thing we're talking about is uncanny x-men 213 one of the most famous x-men covers uh Sabretooth, uh you know uncontrol not in control of his actions no less cat than man uh face to face with uh wolverine growling at each other with claws out uh but weirdly this is a psylocke issue yeah mm-hmm. uh is the is the main uh focus of this um you know and this is uh alan davis doing the uh, guest art alan davis is amazing so good uh, one of my favorite classic yeah. yeah i love this i love the Absolutely. uh betsy braddock look with the cerebro helmet on like all of the Oh yeah, and this is like I mentioned, meant to mention this in the last uncanny we did because when she appeared to Wolverine, like it looked dramatically different from the 
um, other kind of appearances that we normally see. Like it just looked super fucking cool. Uh, and it, cause of all this like splashes of color around her as she's using her psychic power and it just looks awesome. I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's talking, well, this is also in that one. She would just appear as a ghost. Here's where she uses her cool, like butterfly. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. The butterfly eyes is cool. That yeah. appear when she's talking. I just love the little love dots it. of color. Like, so she was appearing as an apparition or whatever. It was really, really neat. Everything was great. Yeah. Wonderful looking issue. Um, and she, this issue is kind of told from her perspective. She's going to be continually kind of checking in on the X-Men around her, uh, starting with rogue. And as she talks about like wanting to be a part of the X-Men team of like trying to figure out how to, uh, allow them to join her allow her to help um and it's going to be her perspective on all of these different x-men characters as she goes from one to one um and try and tries to help and sometimes they just tell her absolutely not shut the fuck up betsy braddock which is really mean (laughs) no means yeah you by uh, by no means you have to hand it to us uh you know so she checks in with rogue and she's like are you okay you know and rogue's like no no this is the x-men's job like i'm tired but you have broken ribs stay out of this yeah um, she checks in on Nightcrawler and Colossus in their respective comas, check in on Kitty Pride, and she realizes this is where it's revealed that uh, her fading away is progressive. Like eventually she will just disappear. Yes. You know, uh, from this. Uh, you know, she's going through, she's checking in on everybody's rooms. I really like this little bit, like checking in on the new mutants' rooms, uh, seeing that they're not there. There's a weird little bit where she, re- like, I didn't realize this was a thing, where she talks about uh, how she was rescued from. Uh, mojo by the new mutants uh and Cy- that's where she met cypher and cypher's in love with her and he's and she's like but how do i feel and i'm like cypher's a young young man i think <laughs> yeah i don't know how old you're supposed you to be should uh weird. you should be tamping that down is what you should be doing <laughs> yeah and look down here at the lower left this uh see new mutants annual number two and m and that's Anne nascenti fucking editor for the x-men who wrote that saber tooth thing i just um, it just that's bonkers to me dude like it just doesn't yeah mm. Mm. makes no sense uh so we go back to the tunnels where this is after they've been scorched wolverine magneto storm and callisto are looking for survivors looking for surviving morlocks and surviving new mutants yeah uh, but everything has been scorched clean like thor's thunder just got rid of everyone and callisto's like what could do this storm is like lightning uh and she's implying that maybe she did it yeah which is real because there were lightning strikes around them as they were fighting on the at the the lake um and you know callisto is 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 super mad but like storm is just like i don't know if i did this like i maybe i didn't i don't know i don't know how my powers work right now um yeah and and yeah like this is so weird because like we know it was thor (laughs) like i guess it just if if it's just to set up some stuff where storm gets her powers back i'm I'm all in like whatever that takes but uh it it does seem weird to to have these like weird inconsistencies just because like how would you how how have we have we ever seen storm cause a lightning storm from 40 miles away like i don't know just yeah i didn't think this was part of her power set i think also the way that she gets her powers back is she turns into a kid and then gets reset because there's like a time where we hang out with young storm like she's like a very small child uh during the extinction agenda event yeah so i don't know um magneto is not accepting that the new mutants are dead they're basically saying you know like if they're in the tunnels they're dead wolverine can't smell them they may as well be dead uh he's like we need help at this point maybe i should join up with the hellfire club they offered me a position we had to face the marauders and they absolutely totally wiped our asses like uh whipped our asses <laughs> the uh it's not the expression um and so you know we should we should join up and 
everyone's like, I, you know, I don't know about the storms. Like, you know, these are the X-Men's deadliest foes. He's like, I used to be your deadliest foe. Yeah. You know, which I, I love reading that as an, in, an insecure voice. Here's where Betty Braddock pops up is like, maybe I can do it. Like I could just scan the, the country for the new mutants. If, if I use Cerebro and storms like, nah, nah, don't do that. Can't risk it. Um, yep. she says she's an unknown, untested quantity. Uh, uh, I get it. I don't know. Like, I mean, Cerebro is a powerful, like, device, so maybe there's some concern, like, if you lose control in Cerebro, like, maybe you mind-wipe North America or something. Uh, but it does feel, like, especially mean to be like, no, absolutely not. Uh, if you want to help me, then you would do as I say. <laughs> like, it feels like a weird thing. Yeah. Help Rogue uh, maintain security, and she can't help. Rogue won't let her help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wolverine is like, you know, maybe we should take her up on it. But Storm, you know, she just got shook by all this stuff. She doesn't want to risk any more lives, you know. Uh, so Betty Braddock is like, okay, that's fine. I'm going to scan the perimeter. You know, so she's using Cerebro this whole time. She's not scanning the country. Uh, and when she puts on Cerebro, she gets the big psychic feedback and gets knocked off her chair. Yep. Which I feel like happens like 50% of the time you put on Cerebro in this era. It couldn't pay me enough to get to get in there, dude. Like, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care if I'm psychic. I've, no, I've, those... <laughs> brain butchers a recall absolutely um we take a brief interlude to los angeles uh we started this uh checking in on dazzler who was pretending to be lila sheeney uh to was on tour with lila sheeney's band uh and we saw mirage come out of or excuse me malice come out of the mirror uh and and like strangle her and put this like weird choker on her neck uh and this kind of happens again she comes out of a reflection and somehow convinces Allison to like go get dazzled up, uh, and she's gonna apparently out herself as the dazzler. Um, so that's all we know about that. That we're gonna go from that immediately back over to the the X Mansion, uh, where Sabretooth, like the normal Sabretooth that didn't just get into a fight with Daredevil and have some weird hunger cravings, uh, just attacks Rogue. <laughs> yeah, uh, like a normal person using Sabretooth dialogue, you know, knocks her out, smacks her, and stuff. Uh, you know, takes her out of the fight for now. Psylocke gets up and realizes what happened. Uh, she caught Sabretooth and he was so hateful that it shocked her. Uh, she puts on the helmet to alert the X-Men, but he's already infiltrated the mansion yep. and smashes up Cerebro. Uh, you know, they're going to fight. Uh, he slashes her arm real good. She temporarily knocks him down, runs away and he's going to chase her. Yep. Uh, there, there's, there's shades of this. There's a very famous, uh, couple famous issues where Sabretooth is loose in the mansion chasing somebody. It feels like the, uh, the nineties issue where Sabretooth is chasing Jubilee yes. is kind of an homage to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, she's um, specifically leading him away from all of their, uh, patients. Cause they have, you know, a, a temporary fucking, uh, hospital set up for all of the Morlocks that survived the, the Marauder attack. Um, and Murtaggart, Moira and, uh, her assistant Sharon, <laughs> This is a really yeah the, the nurse <laughs> the first appearance nurse Sharon yeah. is here everybody um uh is watching on the security cameras uh and saying like oh yeah she's leading him away from us to to keep us safe she's sacrificing us sacrificing herself to keep us safe um also just remember that like Psylocke also has uh, broken ribs when <laughs> Colossus fell on her <laughs> out of nowhere which is very funny to me yeah. um uh, I like uh. Betsy Braddock runs into the, the exercise room. Uh, you know, this is uh, one of the X-Men's rooms. I don't know who, but picks up a barbell and tosses it at Sabretooth. Yeah. Which like that, that's pretty strong. It's extremely you know, strong. That, that's it's pretty, that's pretty it's also very awkward. Yeah. Like just the actual, like the, being able to pick up one of those things. The physics. Yeah. The physics of it is really weird. Um, 
but he just catches it and like crushes it into a tiny ball and throws it at her. Uh, and she narrowly avoids it only by jumping through the window. <laughs> yeah. Not good. Which I love. It's what, what I would do. Uh, you know, uh, she has to land. Uh, she hangs on by a little pipe here, but it's her arm that was scratched. So it's difficult. Uh, he knocks her down and they land in Storm's garden. Storm gets a, you know, a floor of the mansion that has a garden, her arboretum. She finds Storm's knife. I love how she, you know, we knew it was Storm's. Yeah. <laughs> Storm's knife. Uh, you know, and is going to fight, but it doesn't work. And uh, Sabretooth, you know, punches her and starts knocking her out. And, and this is where Wolverine shows up. Yep. Uh, and you of course. Know, and, and the rest of the X-Men. And the rest of the X-Men. Storm knocks him in the face with a staff, which is really, really good and satisfying panel where it's just yep. whack, just right between the eyes. It's yep. just very fucking funny Love to it. me. Yeah. This, this is also prime meme. Like me, you know. August 31st, me September 1st, but yeah. reverse, you know, like <laughs> Sabretooth, the big smile, then Sabretooth, the big comical frown uh, afterwards. Um, the uh, Sabretooth is doing normal Sabretooth stuff. Like you may be mad, so you're going to die. Uh, and Wolverine and Sabretooth get into it. Yes. Um, you know, to actually have their, their fight. Their big fight. Uh, I love, I love it that yeah. like uh, he throws Wolverine at one point and Wolverine like literally just bounces along the roof as a home, as, Dude, as a homeowner, I look at this and I'm like $1,000, $2,000, $3,000. This is terrifying to me. Please get off my roof. Please go fight on the basketball court. It opens to a, to a hangar. <laughs> there's a, there's, there's, you know, big Claremont energy to this narration. They literally do the order will not be asked between them nor given, which is Claremont says that every other issue. But I love this little bit. They're talking about their skeletons uh, there. And Wolverine dives and knocks Sabretooth off the roof into the pool. I thought he was going to use his incredibly heavy skeleton to drown Sabretooth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which, which cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Magneto walks up and he's like, I could take care of this. You know, and he just makes some manacles out of things. He's like, I'll just take care of uh, Sabretooth. But Betsy Braddock has her, her plan here. She's like, if we stop him, his psychic defenses will be too heavy. You won't be able to get any information out of him. While he's fighting with Wolverine, he's distracted. We need to let them fight while I infiltrate his brain. You know, and they're like, oh, you're just going to sacrifice Wolverine. And she has to, like, we have to. He has to take care of himself. We have to do this. Which is a um, good plan. So she I does. Like this. Um, yeah, it's a good plan. This panel of her, like, powering up uh, and her, her, her yeah. like, nightgown, I guess, is what she's wearing. Her dress is all, like, ragged is incredibly cool. Like, I just, I love the, all yeah. of the flowy art on this. Like, it's so fucking awesome. And it's, uh, it's 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 made better because on the side or like again going back to like a, the form of a fight like you can actually see this fight between uh Sabretooth and wolverine as they're literally biting each other and clawing each other like, it's so fucking good like this yeah. whole page is really the action great. follows really yeah. well yeah this this would be a low-key awesome page to get the original art for. yeah i love i love old cyclops or old psylocke anyway like it's my my favorite psylocke and then this is a great fight i love this wolverine costume it's my favorite wolverine costume it's my favorite Sabretooth costume like Love this show. Um, She starts like Um, going through his mind. And of course there's some some bad shit in there about him and, and Wolverine fighting over the years. But eventually she gets to the part of, uh, you know, the master that's uh, controlling all of this. That's making him do all of this work. That's, that's paying him to do all this stuff. Uh, And then the plot is revealed. They reveal it to Sabretooth. Who's like, Oh, we don't actually need you anymore. This is, I kept you busy. Psylocke was was chapped your teeny tiny mind, which is very funny. I love that um, teeny tiny. And, and then they just get they throw each other off of a cliff into the water. This is the same cliff, maybe that the storm fell off. Of? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it could yeah. be multiple. It's a busy cliff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I, I really like that Wolverine was in on it. Yes. Like we don't get to see the panel of her telling Wolverine, like you must distract him or whatever. Like it's either he just intuited it or it happened off panel, but that's rare for this era. You know, that something just isn't spelled out mm-hmm. explicitly. Uh, he gets away. They can't, they can't find him. They can't scan him. Uh, you know, but he's there, you know, this is going to be okay. And the last page, you know, they're talking about how they're going to fight the Marauders. You know, uh, they're going to, they're going to go after him. They're going to keep coming until they get us. So we have to go on the, uh, go on the offensive yes you know uh and this is where uh they recruit psylocke you know when crunch time came you know she she thought before she acted she thought of others before herself that's what an x-man is you know if you want to join the x-man you're in and she's like that's exactly what i want and it's hugs all Uh, around um and she's yep she is now an official member of the x team um and that's where we're going to end the issue because that's where the issue ends. Yep. Uh, this is really, really good. Like, I mean, excellent cover. Like, it kind of misleads you, but I mean, there there is a Wolverine and Sabretooth fight, but uh, it being like a lot of Betsy Braddock stuff is really cool. I didn't have a lot of experience with her because this is before all of the weird mind stuff where she gets transplanted into a different body, right? Like, so this is... Um, yes yeah like I, so this is the siege perilous and yeah, Quan and yeah. revenge and all that stuff um so i was i was kind of i was really into this and i would be i would i can i can see how people would be really mad at if all that happened eventually <laughs> like if you were like really into betsy as a character and then all of a sudden like she's just like she's just an asian person now <laughs> like that would be really fucking weird for me it was always just i really like the this era where psylocke is on the team because she's a psychic but she's not much more than that yeah mm-hmm. you know so like when physical shit's happening like she's in danger you know she's useful to the team she has like she's very powerful she's not like unstoppable the the ninja psylocke the reason why i never liked that is because she's basically invincible yeah you know she becomes like the best fighter in the world so she's never really feels like she's in danger they eventually do like when she joins x-force in the early 2010s the rick remender era that made me like ninja psylocke Oh yeah. Um, yeah. A lot more. That run is really, really great. You know, but that we'll have to do that at some point. That's a, that's a great run of comics. Uh, the early nineties stuff with her, where she was just eye candy who fought really well on a team of people who fought really well, like just kind of bummed me out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is, uh, her joining it. You know, they need a psychic. It's not like that you can go without a psychic. You know, you, you don't have cell phones. So, um, you have to have communication on the X-Men team. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good, good issue. Uh, good showing her in her place. Best issue of the, the stuff we read, you know, this week, I think by, by a lot. Yep. Um, there's one more issue of mutant massacre. Uh, but I think what we're going to do is we're going to follow that into the horseman reveal. Yeah. Uh, of Archangel. So there might be some issues we skip. We have to summarize. I need to, to look into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's the plan. And then after that, we'll, we'll see. We'll probably do another MCU roundup at that point. Like she Hulk will be done yeah we'll have uh, miss marvel we'll, she hulk yeah. moon knight and thor yep. love and thunder um i don't know when the next major movie is coming out i don't, I don't even know which one it, which, which one it is november to i think it isn't it wakanda forever oh it's yeah it's gotta be yeah yeah i think that yeah yeah that's true yeah to the, yeah i think it's november that trailer looks so. looked fucking hype dude <laughs> i was so fucking excited it, about it, that i'm very curious as to what they're gonna do yeah yeah you know like it just really fucking bizarre to to just not have the actor and in a comic that obviously that's no problem. Like a character dies, somebody else just takes up the mantle and it's no problem, you know, but in, in the movies, they don't want to do that because it would be very disrespectful to this real life person. 
you know, so it, it just really, they, they put themselves in a real interesting spot. I think, I think that, uh, that. at the end of that movie is, uh, Letitia is going to, Letitia Wright, um, Shuri is going to be the, the, the new Black Panther. Like, I just don't think that there's a way that they, that they, they want a Black Panther and I don't think it's, it's disrespectful. Like yeah. it feels like the vibe of that trailer is like a majority of that movie is going to be, uh, mourning, uh, that character like he's he's going to yeah. be dead in that universe like i think i don't think there's a way that you can get around that um i would be i i am no no, no they're they're not yeah it's, <clears throat> yeah but it's, it's I, I don't think it'll be sure i think it'll be uh the main lady of the the fighting force oh really she, um, i think sure he's gonna stay like a tech yeah like a side tech character see i figured since yeah. they were and, bringing in iron heart yeah. that 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 uh i can't remember iron heart's real name um but that since they show her in that trailer, like in that like lab thing, I kind of just assumed that they were moving Shuri out of the lab and her into the lab. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows what the fuck they'll do? They, they might. I, I, that's also like meta knowledge because Shuri is an anti-vaxxer. Uh, so I can imagine them not wanting to like pin the next like that. That messed with the production of that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. She absolutely. refused to, to get vaxxed and like it messed. So I can imagine them not wanting to put all their eggs in that basket. You know, I, who, who knows? Black like, Panther 3, another funeral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, just, Whoops. she dies of COVID. Uh, the, the, uh, damn, it's bad luck for Wakanda. Yeah, Black Panthers keep dying uh, all over the place, man. This is crazy. Uh, the yeah. weird thing to me yeah. uh, is, is just that, like, Namor is going to be there. Um, and when the, I, all of the Namor shots and all of the shots of Atlantis and stuff just really looked like Avatar to me, like it's just like tall blue people that they're, they seem to be finding everywhere. Like it's just, I don't, I don't know how to feel about Namor in the MCU at all. Like I don't really care about Namor at all. And then just to have him there with his winged boots is super fucking weird to me, man. Like I'm just, I am just freaked out about the whole thing. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's going to depend on how they handle it. Atlantis is a very silly concept. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's, it's works really well in the comics because the comics are super silly, but the movie has always been a little bit more grounded. But the thing that I'm thinking that makes me think they might be able to do it is they pulled off Asgard yeah. and Asgard's incredibly fucking silly. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so, you know, God, may, the, maybe they'll, they'll do it. The Asgardian bit in the most recent She-Hulk was fucking hysterical too. That was, that was I, legit funny. Like I, I, sometimes that show is is a little like it's like ha ha funny. Uh, but this was like that was legit yeah, yeah. funny. I was I, that got got some chuckles out of me. It was a great great bit. Yeah, the the shape shifting lady is funny. Yeah, I, I like that quite a bit. Uh, the uh, yeah, we we get to uh, go go on the record of generally liking that show and going against internet men everywhere. Yeah, like I, I'm not bowled over by it. It is real low stakes. It feels incredibly inconsequential yes like i i need a little bit more drama and conflict to start coming in uh but it's not like it's it's a 22 minute watch that goes by real easy and fun yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah it's um Um, it's it's very it's very funny because they had to have already planned uh this is getting into a little bit of spoiler territory but like that there was that little clip of like everybody in the universe reacting badly to she hulk like the character the the actual Mm -hmm. like person in the mcu and uh just just a series of tweets and like videos of why does everything have to have a female version now and all this other stuff and i'm like y'all knew exactly what the reaction of the show would be when you were writing it like they they knew exactly what would happen um for better or for worse. So. I, w- I was wondering, you know, the, the villains, the minor villains they introduced at the end, they have a mysterious boss in the comics. That would be somebody specifically, but it would be interesting if it was from that perspective, you know, like the, the, the villain, the person who wants to take out the she Hulk, it, it's like, um, 
Ghostbusters answer the call. Yeah. Like it's a shitty MRA guy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. That would be, that would be a fascinating direction to take it. Um, yeah. So anywho, uh, we'll talk about that eventually. Eventually. Yeah. In the meantime, if you want to support, uh, the show and the network, you can go to patreoncom slash duck feed and give us some money that goes a long way to, uh, like, like I said, supporting us, uh, you get all kinds of exclusive podcast and content for all of for, for when you do that, you get to join the Slack channel, uh, the Slack server, all cool stuff that you should do. You should go look into that immediately. Uh, if you can't, that's totally understandable. Uh, you should leave, maybe leave some reviews or just tell your friends about the podcast. That helps a lot too. Yeah, we would appreciate mm-hmm. it. It helps. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye everybody. Bye.